Here we are today. I want to welcome Amelia Perro. She's an award-winning speaker, channel chief, cybersecurity advisor, channel enablement, and sales expert. Currently, she's the director of channel development at Kaseya. Amelia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I never realized how much of a mouthful that uh, entire LinkedIn bio is until you just had to stumble through it. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's impressive. And, and you're you're a fellow uh, Arizonan and Phoenician area person, but you don't spend a lot of time at home. You're mostly on the road. Is that right? I am. I am definitely. So my role, uh, I, I, I really... I'm blessed because I get paid to travel and meet new people, make new friends and uh, talk about technology, which I don't usually come across as it, but I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm a nerd in a way that um, I, I can't, I, I'm not real super technical. I, I think it's fantastic. I love the way technology can make things. Automation is for efficiency and make us all uh, you know, better and do things quicker and easier and do more with less. So I love that aspect of technology. Um, but if you want to talk to me like speeds and feeds and widgets and gidgets, I'm not your girl because I will find that happy place, which is also <laughs> what made me great at the role that uh, was my previous role. So a uh, short little history about me. Um, been in the technology space for, for way longer than I look, maybe depending on the day. <laughs> uh, but I started out my technology career uh, doing phone sales for some of the very biggest technology con like companies, uh, you know, back in the day. So it was, but it was very like Wolf of Wall Street, boiler room uh, type of uh, phone sales. But I was doing sales for like SAP and Oracle, which if you're familiar with tech are huge ERP. I mean, these are massive million dollar, nine to 12 month sales processes. So very painful. Um, uh, and then I was doing that and that's how I cut my teeth on technology. And then I moved from doing that to like Lenovo. And then I started doing recruitment for, I'm totally going to date myself now. Uh, if anybody out there remembers the Microsoft roadshow buses when they were promoting, <laughs> uh, XP, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> this was long before. Was it the Microsoft? Uh, uh, what was that? The PlayStation? No, Microsoft. Whatever their Xbox. game. Xbox. Xbox. Thank you. My son would be so ashamed right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was before they came out with the Xbox. So so that was part of the thing. This bus would go around, and they would show off, you know, the new Microsoft uh, Windows operating system and the gaming system, and they talked about the future of. Uh, surface, the touch screens, the future, right? So that was very exciting. So, uh, that, that, you know, got me interested in like events and kind of event recruitment. Well, then, you know, the bubble burst, 2009, the economy tanked and none of that was happening. So I moved into like more of a market research sort of role where I would be devising the the survey questionnaires, survey instruments. I would be calling CEOs of other small businesses on behalf of like the bigger organizations that were like, oh, my God, we got to pivot and do other things. Um, and so I started having conversations with business owners and, uh, you know, it was it was it was really 
a, a very interesting uh, role for me. But I kind of got burned out of the whole corporate thing, right? The whole corporate environment. And I had a, a friend of a friend who was moving from, um, uh, from New York to Arizona, and he was going to be starting his own IT consulting firm. And he asked me if I wanted to, to come help him with this business, to grow this business, start this business with him. And I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> How hard could it be, right? <laughs> Famous last words to any uh, small business owner. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so there was three of us. I was employee number three. It was the CEO uh, and another technical guy and then me. And I was responsible for everything that wasn't QuickBooks or technology. Uh, so I was like den mother. I was janitor. I was HR. I was office <laughs> manager. Uh, oh, and most importantly, sales and marketing. And again, if, as a small business owner, you know that once you get to a certain point, one person can't be doing all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I did it first. So, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years, you know, uh, working to grow this this small business. Um, we We had no customers. Right. Uh, we had a few that were in New York, but no customers in Arizona. So New York guy, New York attitude, Arizona. Some challenges there. It took me the first year and a half to get him to not wear three piece suits when he would go on, when he would go on client meetings. Uh, um, so lots of things that we had to learn, uh, lots of uh, uh, lessons, both good and bad. So. I was like coming from, you know, a very structured corporate environment where we had budget, where we had sales processes, where we had, you know, benchmarks and metrics and commission structures and, you know, all these different things related around sales. Well, this new business, we didn't. So I was like, okay, so wow, uh, I need to get very creative on how we're going to get new customers, get attention, get out there, get noticed, start talking to people with no budget. So it turned into like this like guerrilla marketing shoestring kind of experiment. Uh, and, 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 you know, me being very, very resourceful and really leveraging relationships that that we made and that we that we had to build so the first one we started out with would be uh was was the chamber of commerce right so we would do the ribbon cuttings and we'd go to like the bni meetings and all of these things and i remember first time we did and i uh walked up you know everybody gets said go around and introduce themselves and i said hi i'm in moe Paro. i'm with cabargo technology partners and we're managed service providers and people be like Huh? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> You're what? Uh, so, uh, first lesson, industry lingo, right? Got to explain it in a way that other people understand. Oh, uh, we're an outsourced IT service provider. Oh, computers. Yeah. More, a little bit more than that, but yeah, computers. We fix computers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then I would start to kind of go into it and, and, and I could just see, you know, people that the eyes would glaze over and they're like, Oh, I think my friend is calling me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I'm not very technical. Uh, and, and, and at first my concern was, okay, it's a technology firm. So I got to like know all this stuff. I got to know it in and out, like learning it like I used to when I was doing campaigns for SAP and Oracle. 
and and when you're on those type of campaigns, those sales, uh, you don't like deviate. It's not a whole difference, uh, like depends on your environment kind of conversation. This is what it does. This is who it helps. This is, you know, how much. Well, none of that, all of that goes out the window when you're doing IT consulting, right? So people ask, oh, okay, how much do you charge? Well, so it kind of depends. It depends. On, it depends. It depends. Uh, can you give me an estimate? No. I mean, because <laughs> it depends on what you need, what you have, how many people, how many devices, ad nauseum, ad nauseum, ad nauseum. So I learned very quickly. Okay. So first thing is I need to like not overcomplicate the sales process. And secondly, we need to start like, talking to people and getting out there and engaging in the community. So we, we were like, okay, let's do uh, like some seminars or some, some they, back then they were called seminars, right? Super boring. Nobody wants to go to that. Sounds like something that you had to sit through in college. Right. So we, we, we were like, we planned this whole big seminar. It was on a Tuesday, uh, you know, middle of the day, we sent out a bunch of invites. We, we purchased a list, the whole nine yards, total bust. Total bust, right? Because, oh, hi, come to our seminar. Gee, that sounds exciting. I'm going to take time out of my work day to go to that. Yeah, no. So uh, what we ended up doing is we, we like brainstormed and we're like, okay, so what people, so technology, people don't get it, right? It's boring. It's dry. It's dull. I mean, things have you know changed a little bit now. It's exciting and, and scary but you know back then it was really like oh this is this is boring uh so we're like okay technology boring complicated most people don't understand what do people like and can understand food right cocktails what do people like to do after work they like to go to happy hour and have chips and salsa and drink margaritas right so okay so let's combine things that people like with something they don't like. So again, uh, so the first one that we did is, is we did uh, cocktails in the cloud. A little kind of subjective, right? If you're not familiar with what cloud means in technology. So we got people to come to that uh, just because they were curious about what the heck we were talking about. And we're like, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. And then from there, uh, we, we started building on that. The next one was bagels and breaches. And by that time, right, cybersecurity was really starting to get hot. Uh, and, and the big breaches were happening. And, uh, you know, it was starting to become more and more mainstream. So the people that we got to come to Cocktails in the Cloud, we invited them. And we also told them, bring a friend. Bring a friend, right? Free, free drinks. Free, free food. We, we did, uh, like bagels and locks and Bloody Marys and mimosas on a, uh, you know, Friday mid morning. Yes, it was a work day, but it was also Friday. So, you know, it was a little easier to, to, to get people to come. And, and it was, it was a bigger success than the last one. So we just kept building on that. Uh, and, and in and amongst that, we learned to kind of refine um, our messaging and, and what we would talk about. And in the beginning, we would go to client meetings and I would literally have to kick my CEO under the table. I'm like, stop talking. You are talking us out of this sale. Awesome, <laughs> like 45 minutes ago. But that's what he loves, right? He loves the speeds and the feeds and the widgets and the gadgets. And that's wonderful. And, 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 uh, you know, pro IT professionals, it, you, 
when the men and women, y'all are wicked smart, right? I'm not that technical, which ended up being a good thing. So I could like, I knew enough to be dangerous and I could, uh, <clears throat> and I say this with the absolute most love, I could interpret the nerd speak so that people could understand. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> it was, it was an interesting journey. Uh, and, and a couple of things like, you know, fell into place along the way. Um, we used to go to, you know, big industry events. We would go to here in Arizona, uh, the Arizona, uh, like the tech center that's, uh, it's like, uh, technology and science. Um, so they would do events. We would do, uh, industry events. We also ended up connecting with, uh, some charities. Now here's a great tip things to do. So if anybody who's a golfer, if you, if you love to golf, this is a great way to promote your business in a fun and really relaxed way. So who golfs, right? Again, women, forgive me. It's mostly men. That's changing more now. Thank God, but mostly men, right? Uh, and, and they're, and I'm, you know, I'm generalizing here, but it's, you know, it's business owners and it's doctors, lawyers and, 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 and that type. Um, uh, so, you know, and especially at charities. So at charities and charity golf tournaments combine two things, right? So you've got people that are that are affluent enough that they are there to donate lots of money to whatever charity. So we used to sponsor a hole at a golf tournament. We would set up a tent. And mind you, this was in Phoenix. <laughs> we would set up a tent. We'd have little misters. I mean, we went all out, right? We would have misters. We would have like bottled water and coolers. We would also have, you know, like little, uh, like, like beer options, booze options, uh, and a table. And as people were, would come up and tee up and God forgive me, I'm not a golfer. So my, my golf lingo is very limited. Uh, they would tee up, and as they were waiting to tee up to the hole and shoot the ball, uh, we would talk to them. We would talk to them, hey, you know, um, uh, you local, uh, are you, what do you do for business? Uh, you know, what's your role? Um, we, we're sponsoring this golf hole just to introduce ourselves to the community. We, we provide outsourced IT services. We make sure that your computers stay working, your internet stays up. Your printer uh, prints when it's supposed to. Your phones, your VoIP doesn't sound like you're you're calling on a tin can with a string, right? <laughs> you know, I, I just any of that sound like a struggle for you? And and people, you know, they they got that part right. Like, oh my god, my 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 phone service is horrible. It keeps dropping calls. I can't do uh, you know video conferencing. So just started having those conversations in a very non threatening way. So that actually became one of our best, um, you know, like lead generation tactics was to do these sponsor a, a hole at a golf tournament. Um, but yeah, so, you know, lots of different things. And, and we are blessed here in, uh, in, in, in the Valley, in the Phoenix Valley, because we don't really have to deal with a lot of cold weather. So really, you know, 12 months out of the year, we can do stuff outside <clears throat> unless we live here and then we start whining and wearing parkas it, it, when it drops below 80. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's a slew of great ideas. And I love talking about really early stage companies because when you have to start with nothing, you have to be resourceful like you're talking about. And I think you 
really came up with a genius formula. Something people like plus something people aren't that interested in or it's harder to get them excited about it or it's harder for them to understand how it could benefit them. So I think it's amazing the power of that simple combination. What I want to call back on is you did a variety of events and you switched it up. So you kept that formula, but you switched out what would, might be attracting people each time. And I think novelty is something that is really, really underrated. Um, how we're hardwired as human beings is to like new things. Um, everything that we see on a regular basis becomes part of our autopilot and it's the new things that stand out to us. And that's something we do at Incentive Pilot uh, with our games and contests is make sure that people are playing something or experiencing something new because the power of new is incredibly powerful. So I think it was very smart uh, of you to keep switching it up and trying new things. I, I'm curious, you know, I appreciate you sharing that the first couple events were a flop. Anybody getting started is going to have those flop experiences. We've had events that are a flop, high expectations of things that didn't happen. How do you bounce back from a flop and learn from it rather than letting it take you down a road of, man, we can't find that fit or we're not getting traction? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I don't want to like sugarcoat it too much. We went through a lot of things that did not work many, many things that did not work before we figured out what did. Uh, we, we tried outsourcing, you know, like sales. We tried hiring a couple of college kids to come in when we had no sales process and no, no telemarketing script. And we're just like, okay, here's a phone. Here's a phone book. Get sales. Good luck. <laughs> like, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> what? You're not getting sales. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we, we, we joined, um, like industry specific sales and marketing groups, right? And bought into their program. And again, it, it all came down to we end up take we end up taking pieces of things that we learned along the way. Most importantly, what didn't work for us, uh, and and then plugging in the things that did work. And and the best piece of advice that I can give you is the spaghetti on the wall uh, methodology does not. I mean you. Have, really consistency, especially in marketing. And that's a very, very hard pill to swallow for most small businesses because it's so intangible and there's no like, you know, immediate ROI that you can see. In fact, it takes a long stinking time to see any sort of ROI, especially from digital marketing, at least when you're, you know, stuffing envelopes, you can mail them out and then call people and be like, Hey, did you get our mailer? And they'd be like, no, never call me again. Or they would be like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. You know, at least you could get some sort of uh, uh, immediate ROI. So those intangible long-term things were very, very hard for us at first. We were like, month, well, this sucks. We've been doing this for a whole month. We haven't gotten nothing. Nobody's come to our websites. Uh, we're not getting any inbound calls. Oh my God, right? Marketing sucks. Doesn't work. Did that with the outsourcing the sales thing, right? We're like, oh my God, this is crazy expensive. They're not getting any traction. Uh, that's it. We're quitting, right? So after several short-term failed attempts at the spaghetti of the wall methodology, we're like, okay. So we really had to sit down and do like a post-mortem because we the business was kind of at that place. We're like, we, we, we are struggling. We, we need to like get 
bring new revenue in here um, because we are we are one losing one client away from from not being in business anymore. And that's a very difficult place for 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 a business owner to be. Right. Because then you start accepting like crap from from those clients that you should have fired a long time ago. <laughs> but you you didn't. So you continue to be like, uh, let them nickel and dime you and, and scope creep because you cannot afford to lose them. So it's that it was a very, you know, rough place for us to be. So we what we ended up doing is, is we sat down. We're like, OK, we literally took two days in a room with a whiteboard. And we just were whiteboarding everything, ideas, what works, what doesn't, what can we combine that we know works into something that will help us get more attention. And that was how the uh, uh, bagels and breeches and and cocktails in the cloud came about. And then the golf tournaments. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, 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 disillusion anyone that it's going to be easy and it's going to be like, oh, there's your easy button. Uh, all I can do is share my experience and give you some tips and tricks that work for us. So, you know, uh, you can use my blood, sweat and tears to help <laughs> you maybe avoid some of that. <laughs> yeah, the communal blood, sweat and tears is something I think we all need as marketers, especially starting for a product or a brand from zero. It does take a long time. And uh, as someone that's relatively new to marketing, you know, the hardest pill for me to swallow was you can't control when people are ready to buy. You just have to be there when they are ready to buy. And uh, that's a huge shift in mindset and understanding of how things work. Um, and it really says a lot about our awareness as people who get marketed to. We think we see an ad and, and take a call to action. But in reality, that's probably the 30th time we've seen that ad and maybe the 130th touch point we've had that with that brand. And uh, once you are on the other side of that and really feel what that means, uh, your thinking doesn't change. But I appreciate that uh, that description. And I don't want to uh, I want to make sure we call out that you guys did the post-mortem. You know, that's a missing piece from a lot of people's playbook. It's like, that didn't work. Next thing. That didn't work. Next thing. But you can really learn a lot by analyzing what didn't work and just talking through with your team, collaborating uh, on everybody's assessment. Because if you don't take that time, I'm going to make an assessment of why it failed. You're going to make an assessment of why it failed. And we're going to move on in different directions for different reasons. But until we have an alignment on you know, I think that worked because of this, or I think that didn't work because of this. We're really not improving our odds of succeeding next time. Yeah. And that also, you know, kind of plays into having the right people on your team. And that's not always going to happen. So hiring for, for fits, like cultural fit within your organization is way better than just having bodies and seats. I mean, a million times better. So, you know, Whereas we we tried that bodies and seats and it didn't work, right? When we finally got to that core team, that's how we were also able to have those postmortems. And and it wasn't anybody's fault. We were all just like, okay, so that didn't work. So what what didn't work about it? Let's go through it. We just looked at it like it was uh like a science experiment that we were we were doing. No, it wasn't right, it wasn't wrong. We just know that it, you know, it that's that round piece did not fit in that square hole for us. So let's let's go find something else that we might think be be uh you know that would fit and work for us. Uh so you know that kind of became that that you know the the culture of we're we're all a team 
Um, we're all, uh, you know, are invested in growing this business because it benefits all of us. The more money we make, the more money we make. Um, so, right. Uh, and so, you know, that became uh, one of the cornerstone foundations of, of this business as we grew it uh, is making sure that that the individuals that we brought in were the right fit. And, and that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation you know, staffing and hiring. And that's, you know, another very painful, but can also be very rewarding process. Uh, but it, it does it pay dividends in the end. And and I hear it all the time. I work with IT service providers, small man, managed services providers, right? <laughs> MSPs, um, uh, small, medium-sized MSPs, but, but they're all business owners. And we all struggle with finding people, investing in them and worrying if they're just going to, you know, get paid for the first 30 days while they're ramping up, collecting a check and waiting for the next best thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge. But kind of going back to, you, you know, being able to do that postmortem was because of the, the family team that we had. Uh, so, you know baby steps and, and, and the evolution of, of growing a business. Uh, and we did have some bad hires, man. We had a couple of bad hires that one guy like almost got us in trouble because he went to a job site and was not behaving uh, professionally. It was just, it was, it was awful. And then, you know, you get, you hire kids and they're just there to collect checks and whatnot. But um, so if you've got good people, you know, uh, invest in them because they'll, they'll, they'll pay dividends. And if they, you know, and if they, your employees, they, they, they know when you are investing in them and they're not going to leave because they know that staying is way better than, than going somewhere else where that job, yeah, they may get paid more maybe, but it's going to be a bad work environment. No, good thoughts. The people are everything. Um, I mean, it's at the core of, of everything. So definitely your most important asset and the ability to have those conversations, to be able to tell the truth and uh, disagree respectfully and find conclusions together. That's absolutely everything. Uh, you use the word experiment when it came to marketing. And I think that is the name of the game. Everything we do is an experiment. Let's see how this goes. Uh, you know, what can we learn and go from there? Cause everything is an iteration. And, uh, if you look at things that way, it's a lot easier to uh, move on to the next thing and not, uh, not get hung up on what doesn't work. So that was, uh, earlier in your, in your marketing career. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you use what you learned there, you know, as you move forward and, and in your role now, what are the things you do to get eyeballs uh, from human beings on technology that maybe isn't that exciting, maybe isn't what people want to talk about uh, or what their eyes light up about uh, when when you interface with them. That's that's a great story. And that's actually part of my continuing story that I talk about to my, my, my future partners, my potential clients now. So when cybersecurity was really getting hot uh, in, in, in the and the awareness was growing. Uh, I was at an industry conference with our CEO and um, we had seen this. It was a, like a boardroom presentation type of thing. And this company came in and they handed us each. There's like 12 of us in this boardroom and they handed us an envelope 
each each one of us an envelope before they went up and uh, stood in front of the uh, right next to the um, the 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 presentation the yeah the the presentation screen <laughs> what is that thing called um, and um, uh, so we're like okay all right I'm intrigued this is cool you know wow me right. Because uh, again, sales presentations for technology is an absolute snorefest. <laughs> uh, so, so they say, okay, we uh, we've given every every one of you an envelope. I want you to open it up, and there's a list. You'll see uh, a list of all the the companies that you represent in this room. Your company's name, and then there's going to be a number next to your company. Now, I want you to hang on to that and find your company, get your number, hang on to that, and we'll explain what that means after the presentation. So already we're like, okay. Now I'm interested. What is this? What? Hmm. All right. You got me. Carry on. Paying attention now. Uh, and they went on to talk about the dark web and the evolution of, uh, the, you know, the, the World Wide Web and this entire component of it that had, you know, previously really not been known, especially uh, not, you know, outside of the government sector. And, the dark web was really this massive um, collection of criminals and crime has moved more out of the physical and into the virtual. And the dark web is where all of like people's data, like their emails and their passwords, uh, anytime they get compromised, they're sold so that other criminals can use them to target individuals and businesses uh, for cyber crimes, right? And they started going in and introducing us to, well, this is how, you know, when uh, you uh, uh, go on to, like, we all use these all like these uh, third party websites, right? So yes, you've got security on your network, that's good. Uh, stay with that, right? But but think about the the third party websites that you use to get your work done, social media sites, right? Facebook, how many of you has a company Facebook page? Well, you got to have a personal Facebook page that you can tie your, your company fa Facebook page to, right? Can't have one without the other. And that's, that is a personal email said. So how many of you, you know, banking sites, right? CRMs, um, uh, like my fitness pal, right? Like dieting sites, all these different sites that you use that you have to create an account. So, the challenge, the, the the big the big problem now is that because there's so many different sites and we've got all these different sites we got to go to and create an account. We're using our work email because it's just easier, right? I pay more attention to my work email than I do my personal. Um, if it's important, I want it to go to my work email because then I'll actually pay attention <laughs> and get it, <laughs> um, right? But because there's all these sites, people are using the same password, right? I love my dog one. I love my dog two. I love my dog three. Well, criminals know that. So instead of taking the time and effort to hack into your company's network, which they know is probably going to have some security on it and it's going to be more secure than, than these, these my fitness pals or right. These, just these, these regular random sites on, on, online, They'll just go hack these these less secure sites. And now they've got your work email and more than likely the same password that you use to log into the network. So now they can just walk through the door. And they said, and we've got a tool that you can plug in a company's website, just their website, into the tool, 
hit search and it'll run a report and show you right then and there every employee's email that have been compromised, all the passwords that have been compromised, and all the, the sites that they are going to that have been breached. And we were just like jaw hit the, the table where I was like, oh my God, that tool. And I'm like elbowing him. I'm like, we got, we got to get this. Imagine what this would do to the conversations that I'm having, that I'm struggling with trying to get our clients to really grasp the, the, the level of risk to their business. Cause they, all they see on the news is, you know, targets and Experian and all the big ones. So they didn't think that they were, you know, a target. And then they said, okay, so now that number next to your company name, we ran a report before we came in this room. And this is how many compromises your MSP business has right now today, right? We are like, Oh my God, that like emotional hook was like kind of the missing piece for talking to small businesses about cyber risk, right? So uh, that company was ID agent and we became an ID agent customer and using their prospecting tool in that same manner with our seminars, with our, our lunch and learns, we would do that same thing. We would pass out an envelope. We would have a, you know, a, um, a, a little note card with a number on it. And funny thing, like we would get people in the room and some would have like, you know, triple digits or more. And if you don't preface it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah my number's bigger best. than yours. Yeah. My number's bigger than yours. And then you tell them and they're like, <laughs> we would do that at business presentations for like for an actual uh you know uh, um, uh discovery presentation for a client and i had situations where the the cfo would we would show them all the compromises and then be like hold on get up out of the meeting go into the bullpen and scream at people to change their <laughs> bleeping passwords Right. Like some really emotional responses to this. And we were closing business left and right. And that, that helped us really uh, skyrocket our year over year growth. So now we were like, you know, doubling our growth year over year. We went from um, like half a million in annual revenue to close to two in in like two years. So, I mean, really significant growth. Uh, in amongst in and amongst that growth, as as we started getting more clients, we had to hire more techs, had more people, more marketing, uh, and and I got to a point where I was really really stretched thin, doing both sales and marketing, and janitor and den mother, and we were at a, a place now where uh, we we could hire and outsource marketing. Um, I oversaw that, got them set up so that they knew what they were doing, the messaging, the, you know, the, the content that we wanted to put out. We worked with our vendors to kind of help curate that content. Uh, so the marketing uh, company wasn't completely going blind because then we would just have to review it anyways. Um, cause IT people are notoriously picky about the, the technology that's being described that they're putting out. Um, and, and, there became an opportunity for uh, ID agent was hiring for someone to help them grow their customer base. So go and talk 
to other MSPs, baby MSPs, you know, like brand new, just starting out, very few clients, only three people, something like that, you know, um, uh, help other MSPs see the same growth and success when selling cybersecurity services that we have. And I was just like, you know, I can really, this is something that is a good fit for me. And, and I'm still very close with, with the MSP that I work for, the CEO, um, you know, they, lots of stuff that we still do together, but now I get to help other MSPs. So that was kind of the, the progression of my journey, right? I was an MSP and I got to start helping other MSPs. And I didn't really realize when I joined ID Agent, they're like, okay, so you're going to be on stage and you're going to be talking about ID Agent and there's 300 people in this room, go. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> okay, this is going to be fun. Here we go. I'm only sweaty a little. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, a, a, a switch. I think you your journey, you know, really mirrors the importance of uh, uh, of mar the marketing story in general. So you learned how to get eyeballs throwing these events that combine something you know interesting with something that might be a little drier, and then through this transformative experience of making the results tangible, making people feel how exposed they are. And that's the feeling um, that's going to close the deal. We have similar experience in our product. You can talk to people who run big programs and send a lot of gift cards and prizes, and they don't realize how much pain and suffering they go through dealing with contests of thousands of people. But they get into Incentive Pilot and they send you know thousands of gift cards with a few clicks and they're like, oh my God, I, this is going to save me weeks and weeks and weeks. So I think... That simple formula, the ability to experiment, the, the ability to do those retrospectives and uh, making the results tangible, all of those are awesome tips. I really appreciate you sharing, Amelia. We are reaching the end of our time here. I was hoping- It always goes by so it fast. It does. <laughs> I was hoping you would humor us and play a little tap to flap. If you could open, oh, up, boy. Here we go. open up the link and share your screen, <laughs> I would love to get you onto the scoreboard. I love the uh, like early Super Mario Brothers kind of look to it. Yeah, that's a... Again, totally dating myself, Zelda, like Duck Hunt. Oh, Duck Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. uh, you have one minute here, Amelia. As soon as you get a game over, just keep clicking and try again. We're going to take your highest score from the minute and it, it's automatically recorded. So when you're ready, okay. just start clicking. I'm going to start the timer. All right, she's off to the races. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, great, first time. All right, here we go. And I didn't get a chance to look back at Miles. We're gonna have to see which of you, which of you two are gonna score higher, but I think- uh, I think he's probably gonna win. I think it's win. gonna be you. He's not looking good. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I had beginner's luck when I was practicing. <laughs> All right. Oh. Got about 30 seconds here. Maybe slow it down a little bit and see. Oh, there we go. You're on the board at least. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Ten, ten all more right. seconds. Here we go. Oh, one more life. If you can keep it going, we'll... Another one. Yep. Another all one. Right. Well... <laughs> That's the end of the minute. Thank you for thank you for playing and thank you so much for coming on. 
Uh, Amelia, if people want to learn more about ID Agent uh, or want to get in touch with you because of the stuff you talked about today, what's the best way to find you? Uh, so my email is apero, A-P-A-R-O, at idagent.com. Or I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. You can go on LinkedIn or I'm all over Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I hope you join us in the future to share some more stories about getting that those enterprise eyeballs. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. It was wonderful talking to all of you. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend and stay cyber safe. Stay cyber safe. <laughs>